It says yellow privilege. What is yellow privilege? One definition. Yellow privilege is comprised of very real advantages to East Asians, such as protections under the criminal law. Okay. I mean, are they protected for being Asian? Welcome to the Punching Down Podcast with your host, Danny Polischuk. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 39 of the Punching Down Podcast. Uh, quick little note. Anybody, uh, this Saturday, December 12th, I mean, if you listen to this podcast and you happen to live in around the Tampa area, Florida, uh, this Saturday, uh, I'm going to be doing this show with a bunch of YouTubers. It's uh, Dick Masterson. It's called Road Rage Tampa, the guys from Revenge of the Sis. Some other people, Ryan Long's coming down. It's going to be fun. So uh, in the event you're around there, and you listen to this before then, December 12th. I think there's still some tickets left. Uh, so check it out. Uh, exciting news today. People are starting to take the vaccine, the COVID uh, vaccine. There's all these old people. I mean, that's the thing. If you're an old person, too, like that's the sweet spot for the vaccine. Because you're like, really, if you die, if you take the vaccine, you die. Then you're like, whatever, I'm 90. It's, not the end of the world, you know, but I mean, it's literally the end of the world for that person. Uh, I like how I just said, I go, you know, if you die, it's not the end of the world. You're like, I mean, in their, you know, regards, it, it is quite literally the end of their world. Uh, but anyways, people are taking the vaccine, all these old people, uh, which I guess we'll see. I mean, that's a thing too. Cause like, I, I've, I've been saying this for a while, but I'm like, you know, I don't want to be the first person to to be taking the vaccine and and I did a show. I don't I can't remember if I spoke about this uh on the podcast last week or not. I don't think I did actually cuz this happened right after. But I was I was uh doing this show in New York at the stand and uh there was a guy in the audience and I was like talking to him and he worked for AstraZeneca, which is they are one of the vaccine uh makers and I said I was like are you going to take the vaccine and he's like no he's like i'm not taking the va-. he was i mean granted he was in sales he's not a scientist he was he was a salesman at uh not doing a great job of selling the vaccine either you're like yeah i'm not taking it but anyways he was like yeah i'm not, I'm not taking it he's like the 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 uh previously the record because they you know it's been brought up a lot is like you know the record for a vaccine uh production is like four years or something that was like the previous record and now they're having one in under a year, which apparently too, I read that like one of the vaccines, maybe the Pfizer one, is like they basically had the vaccine ready to go in March. Like basically this thing happened and they're like, okay, we have a vaccine ready to go. And then it was just testing up until this point to make sure it worked. But they fucking bang that thing out and like feels like a weekend. They're like, all right, here you go. They're like, here's the problem. Here's the vaccine. Uh, and then so anyways, people are taking it. So uh that is, I guess, uh, somewhat of a positive. I still don't know how I feel about it, about the vaccine. Like, part of me is because, like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, obviously, at all. Like, I'm not. But then the COVID vaccine is the one where it makes me be like, yeah, but, like, maybe I'll, like, you know, maybe I want to wait. But then I keep, I, I mean, not, like, often or whatever, but there's now, I, I spoke about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast about a comedian I know whose friend died from COVID. And then a comedian I actually personally know from uh, Western Canada is like super sick with COVID right now. Like to the point where like 
his last Facebook status update from uh from like I don't know maybe two hours ago was he's like yeah I'm going to the hospital like it's it's really bad so hopefully he's okay and he's like you know a pretty healthy guy in his in his thirties um so anyways and I'm like I don't know, fuck I don't want to get even though I think I've had COVID I'm just like that'd be a bummer to get super sick but then I'm like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm literally thinking this out right now. Cause I'm, uh, I'm on the fence about it. Like some people are like, yeah, I'll take the COVID vaccine. If I was older, I would take it for sure. You're like, what are you going to lose? I mean, you're not going to become autistic when you're, cause it's the one thing too, is like people are actually saying that like they bring up the autism thing for the vaccine. But you're like, you're not like, <laughs> like 35 year old men aren't like, you know, I'm 36 years old. I'm not going to become autistic. I mean, I guess I kind of already am a bit from, what some people have told me, but, uh, you know, I'm not like, like, like imagine your body just goes, gets to the vaccine. He comes back. He's just completely autistic. And you're like, huh? Okay. That's uh at least you don't have COVID though. But yeah, so we'll see what's happening with the vaccines. Maybe we'll all be through this soon. Uh, New York, Julie, all oh, before I get to that, Giuliani has COVID. That was, that was just announced. Giuliani has COVID, which I, 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 you know, I don't want to like, I, I hope, you know, I don't, I don't wish ill on anybody. Like I, that was like one of the grossest things I found when Trump got COVID and everybody was like wishing him death. Like all these just people <laughs> on a certain side were like, I hope this guy dies or whatever, which is like, that's just so gross. Uh, but, and I don't obviously don't wish Giuliani died, but I feel like a lot of people like would really wake up or, you know, there would be a real change in sentiment if someone like important died like that, like someone in that in that thing. I mean, that would be what a world whirlwind for Giuliani. Like he's just been from the fucking four seasons <laughs> landscaping and then the die going down. And then if he just died, it would be that'd be too much. Um, but yeah, so just like the last uh, wave of COVID, too, or the first wave in March, I am leaving New York just in perfect timing. Um, I'm leaving on Friday to go to Florida for a couple weeks where it is fucking I like from all accounts, they are pretending like COVID does not exist down there. You know, like it's, and then some people would be like, yeah, it I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people who are like, it doesn't exist. It's a, it's a made up scam, but Cuomo today announced, this is today's Tuesday. He announced that, uh, You'll be listening to this on Wednesday, but, but he said, like, if it, if the cases don't go down in the next five days, indoor dining in New York City is is going to cease, which there's no scenario where cases are going to go down at all because, like, the lag from the whole Thanksgiving thing is still, like, you know, uh, they're still waiting on it. So, anyways, shit's getting locked down in New York City in the next... On Monday, I think that's what that's the actual date is is Monday. This shit is is gonna be shut down. All these people are like, "Why don't you just shut down now?" I don't want them to do that, but uh, I am selfish and only care about myself. I being selfish, but yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of weird things too. Like there's uh, I, I talked about this last week on I think last week where so in Staten Island they. Uh, this bar, like they declared themselves an autonomous zone. Like I was joking about it. They straight up wrote on the sidewalk. They go, we're an autonomous zone. The laws don't apply to us. And then they just had people straight up, just like regular, like just come in, no masks, just enjoy the pub, blah, blah, blah. And then they all got shut down. The owners got arrested. 
and and they're just you know obviously their livelihoods being taken away from them and it's weird too in america because like i'm not american and i'm like i'm not part of their system in the sense like you know like you know i don't, I don't even have a social security number uh but like it seems like the businesses are not really getting helped too much. Like they're, they're getting like moderate, like, you know, they were, they were given something in May, March or April. And now they're like, you know, they're talking about the stimulus bill nonstop. And I'm like, it seems really bad. So it's understandable that businesses are, you know, concerned. Um, but so anyways, the Staten Island thing, it was like, it was a huge deal. And all these people were protesting. It was like, it was a real thing. And then uh, on SNL, Pete Davidson went on and he basically uh was calling all the people who are protesting babies and like i mean i understand like you know uh like a bar is like i don't know like you know a bar is not an essential thing i think there may be a restaurant too but like you know you should be able to dine in and sit down on a table or whatever but like obviously a bar where people are getting drunk and standing is like not a good scenario even though Again, in Florida, they have all these things, and you would expect, based on that, that it would be, like, pure madness and just, like, bodies in the streets and morgue trucks and all that stuff. And from what I understand, it's not it's not the case. So, anyways, but everybody was giving Pete Davidson shit for saying that. And, I mean, it is an interesting thing because, you know, a point was made where Pete Davidson's like, yeah, you're giving this speech at work. You're at work right now. So you're not affected. And then also, so SNL, when they came back, they didn't have a studio audience. And it was fucking brutal. The show was like so brutal to watch. Like the, the crowd is such an integral part of it because you just, you need the reaction. Otherwise it's like just everything like bombs worse than it would otherwise. Like it just, it's, it's bad. So like, especially stuff that bombs, like some stuff bombs is like, these are like mega, mega bombs, uh, like sketches. But so SNL found a loophole where they can just pay. Because if you don't know this, SNL, the, the way that they have an audience right now is that they pay them. They're essentially, I don't know if they're considered like actors, like if they're getting them from like central casting where they actually cast audience members. But they, they, you get, if you're in the audience for SNL right now, you are paid to be there. That's the only way that they're allowed to have an audience is, is by paying them. So anyways, you know, SNL is like skirting, skirting the rules. Uh, because they, you know, they need to continue going on because God knows we cannot live without Saturday Night Live. The hard-hitting, hard-hitting comedy on Saturday Night Live. Uh, and anyways, yeah, so, but I get the business thing. Like, in, in L.A., there was, there was a video that I saw that was pretty crazy, actually. So, there's this woman, it's a bar owner. In, so, L.A. is on the... They're on the strictest shit right now, which it is so interesting. It's like Ellie's so locked down and yet they're doing, and again, the thing too, because people are like, oh, there's this wave coming and like it has to do with indoor dining. And like, it's seeming like if you look at this, you know, the graphs or the charts or whatever, like it seems like it's mostly just, it's, you know, it's a seasonality thing where like viruses just pick up, you know, when it gets colder, viruses just, they, they get stronger or whatever, you know, more people are, are getting them like the flu, uh, stuff like that. But so LA, the, the mayor of LA just made it. He's like, they've just put a whole like lockdown where basically he said like, you're not even allowed to go for a walk. Like you're, there's no, you're not allowed to do any sort of travel, including like walking. <laughs> like he straight up said, you're not allowed to walk. It's, uh, it's in insane. But so there's, there's this video that went viral 
a few days ago of a bar owner in LA who's basically like super upset. She had this outdoor dining area. She had a restaurant in a parking lot. Um, or no, so she had a restaurant with a parking lot. So she set up like, you know, all these like tables outdoors or whatever, like space, distance, all that stuff, spent all this money like renovating so that like her business wouldn't shut down, you know, to try and deal with this. And then uh, they shut her down. They're just like, all these restaurants are closed. And then she comes in one day uh, to work and literally in the same parking lot are like rows and rows of fold up tables because there's a movie production going on, which is like, and the tables are like closer than her restaurant is, you know, together there's the volume, there's way more. And so she's basically like, what, just cause they're making movies. Like this is important, but like I'm not. And you know, the thing is, you know, the movie industry, especially in California is, is powerful. And I'm sure they have a lot of uh, influence, but you're like, yeah, that makes complete sense that she would be fucking pissed off. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people are like that. Like I, I haven't, I don't know what happened with the dude, uh, Adamson barbecue guy in, um, in Canada, but, uh, in Toronto that I was talking about the barbecue dude, but they shut down his one place and, uh, he, he set up some GoFundMe to pay for his legal bills. But I, I think I talked about this on, uh, maybe on fuckingomics, but you know, basically what they're going to do with that kind of stuff is they're just going to like, you know, charge him now and then they'll just deal with this in five years from now like the case will get settled in so long and they'll just they'll like violate your rights now and then they'll maybe apologize for it down the line but at that point it'll be like who cares who cares um other news from canada we have uh we have some some more news uh from canada this is this is pretty funny so canada just warned that conspiracy theorists could burn down 5G towers claiming a link to COVID. So there was um, Canada's intelligence service, which is called uh, CSIS. They basically like released a thing basically saying as companies be begin, because Canada doesn't have 5G yet, I guess, because we're always the last to get everything. But it says as Canada, as companies begin 5G infrastructure construction in earnest, extremists from across the IMV extremist landscape could engage in acts of arson and vandalism against that infrastructure, which, I mean, it's been happening like all over. It says... Um, says perhaps the most elaborate asserts that 5g was designed by governments to depopulate uh the world and is part of a broader conspiracy called agenda 21 that imagines the united nations is trying to establish new world order it's always the conspiracy theories it's all about the new world order they're always with the new world order stuff uh and then anyways but it says uh yeah, so basically all these people who are worried about the new world order and 5G are going to be like sabotaging 5G. So they just have to like, <laughs> they're on the lookout, which I feel like this was the story from March. Like they were doing this and I remember in Europe, this was a big thing in March and like the 5G and like uh, was the, the cancer. I'm like, I can't believe this has persisted. Like how does a conspiracy theory, like you think conspiracy theories would lose steam, but I guess it's like, it's just powered by imagination really. Cause there's no facts behind any of this stuff. So really, you know, it's just like people just keep making shit up and it's like, you know, the, the more interesting imaginative things, I guess just take better and then they just keep going. But so anyways, it's going to be, if you're in Canada and you're waiting for 5g, it's probably going to be even longer, uh, because of the, fucking not balls um oh actually you know what we have another we have a we're gonna stick stick with canada we're gonna stick with the canada 
theme. Um, this is this is pretty funny, and it's interesting too because I was oh this is uh, yeah this is this is pretty funny because I was talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago the um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago that that the Asian woman in Toronto who shut down that like bone broth place or whatever because it was like racist for for selling bone broth and uh, and dumplings and it was uh, anyways but so. Uh, UBC, the University of British Columbia, had to apologize after they sent out a document um, in an email about uh, which basically said, "This is this is what it says." It says they sent out an email. I don't know who they sent. I'm trying to see who who they sent it out to. Which was uh, it was sent by a residence advisor. So it was like basically an yeah, a residence advisor, like the people who like police the residents or whatever so it's probably like you know someone who's younger who's also in university um so anyways they sent this out to people in their like residence and it says yellow privilege this is like actually sent out by someone who again you're like i don't i doubt this is an administrator this is probably like some just dumb college kid it says yellow privilege. What is yellow privilege? One definition. Yellow privilege is comprised of very real advantages to East Asians, such as protections under the criminal law. Okay. I mean, are they protected for being Asian? I don't think so. An interesting observation by Chang, who, who wrote that, is that as East Asians, our privilege is based on the status of being oppressed, but also being the oppressor. Yeah, that's kind of Jews too. Welcome to the Jew club, Asians. That's basically essentially what Jews are. People are like, you're the oppressor and the oppressed. How does that work? We can look at the minority model to better understand how these dynamics work below. Um, so anyways, it was sent out and then they had to... Uh, they had to basically retract it. And then so someone in, there was a Reddit thread. Someone said, this is victim blaming. I can understand why he wants to raise awareness towards Asians being racist to black people. But sending us out during a pandemic when Asians are getting attacked for this virus and Asian businesses are vandalized and closed down. Let the community have a chance to recover for us. By the way, the fact that you want to talk about yellow privilege, releasing a virus on the whole world, that's yellow privilege. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> it's like, what a ridiculous thing. That's like people get so caught up in all this like social justice bullshit where they have to just keep just running loops like you know they these super like illogical uh loops and then so anyways it's talking about it said the model uh so citing academic research the document says this is linked to the idea of a model minority asians in canada are considered hardworking or smart and are successful from our innate talents it has shaped how we view ourselves as the asian community and other minor and of other minorities uh Thus, it argues, leads to oppression because East Asians distance themselves from working class and poor Southeast Asians, but East Asians are also oppressed because they're subordinate to white people and are quiet, being not especially politically active in order to maintain their status as a model minority. And there's all this other bullshit, but basically what they're saying is, look, Asians, you've been demoted. You guys are... I mean, they can't straight up say they're white, but you're like, look, you got, you got a little too successful for a minority, you're doing a little too well for a minority. So uh, either tone down the success or uh, you're fucking white now. Like, I just would love to sit down with the person who sent that out. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, I guess, like, the, the specifically, like, sending it out during a pandemic when Asians are being blamed for this shit is, like, probably optics-wise not ideal. Um, 
This, that's insane. I, I never heard of really yellow. I mean, it's only a matter of time, though. They're like, you can't have this like finite. Like, if you have these privileged groups, it's like, you know, you gotta you gotta change it up. You gotta switch it up. You gotta add people. I don't know. Can you get removed from a privileged group? Like, if white people have like you know five centuries of just like really just on hard luck, will they get pulled out, or will they always, no matter what, be in the uh, be in that group anyways i found that very funny and then then i was like damn i wish we could fucking i wish i knew about this yellow privilege thing first of all isn't like the fact that you even say yellow like isn't that racist just that like w- didn't we like kind of move past that where we're like you don't you don't call asian people yellow like that was like i, I feel like we stopped doing that in like the 90s <laughs> and now we're like back to that but then with this asian woman who shut down the restaurant and they'd be like yeah you have white privilege it's like yeah well you have fucking yellow privilege i could just imagine the two of them in their face it's like you fucking white privileged piece of shit you're like yeah well you have yellow privilege and they're just going back and forth like a bunch of morons um i uh oh yeah this is this is an interesting that's that's it that's all from the wonderful country of canada um i uh this this is a new york thing though which this is one of the dumber things i've seen um i get it slightly but you're like this is just Maybe I, I just because I order stuff from Amazon too often, and I'm like, this isn't crazy. But um, so there's a new bill being proposed, and that New York City residents would have to pay a three dollar surcharge on packages they ordered on the online, with the exception for medicine and food. So basically, everything you order online, if it gets shipped to an address in New York, you have to pay a three dollar surcharge. Like that is fucking insane. And the reason behind it is because they're like, we need to. Um, save the mta like the mass transit authority or whatever, like in the new york subway basically is like fucked because of covid so then they're like they're trying to figure out ways to fund it uh and so they're just like we're gonna charge people every time you order something from amazon like you just have to pay three dollars and like the thing too is like if you order stuff from amazon you know that like you know especially if you have amazon prime it's like you just order stuff when you need it you don't like wait like i remember when i used to live in canada before amazon prime i didn't have uh I didn't have Prime or whatever. And so you'd have to like, you know, you'd have to have a $35 minimum order or you'd have to pay shipping. So then, you know, you would like, like you would like, you know, add a bunch of like, you throw something in the card and like wait till you like need something else or whatever. If you like, you know, if it wasn't a huge rush to get it. But now it's like, I need something that's $2 and I just like Prime and I just order. I mean, it's crazy because I'm like, doesn't it cost more than $2 to ship this? Like you can't be. But anyways, now they're saying that it's going to cost $3 which is, that is just, and they're saying it's to for people to shop local, but like, yeah, I order, you know, you order things where you're like, you can't get these things necessarily locally. Like not everything can be purchased locally. And then, and I know it's bad. Like, I know it's obviously there's a bad element to it because, because especially with COVID where it's small, I do think about this sometimes where like small businesses are doing worse relative to large businesses. And like, you know, my habits have definitely changed in terms of like, I order more stuff on Amazon, but also it's like, it's cheaper. It's like, but then it's also like, it's going to fuck over all these small businesses. It is conflicting, but I think this is such an idiotic thing. I, I, you know, I think the, the government, federal government should bail out the MTA or although the MTA, I was going to actually suggest that, uh, and this is going to segue into the next thing I was going to talk about, but I was like, what if the, the New York subway just went public and you could just buy shares in it. But then I'm like, yeah, it loses probably so much money that that would never that would never work like someone would buy and you're like yeah your shares are worth basically nothing because 
it's not run particularly well. Although the trains in New York run well, the whole thing runs well. I mean, you know, there's a few too many people getting pushed on the tracks. That's actually recently been like a big deal where people keep getting pushed on the tracks by crazy people. Like it's like it got to the point where they had to like uh, De Blasio had to like send ex- the mayor had to send like extra people down on the subways just to watch out for people getting tossed. And there's another weird thing that I've never known happening in anywhere else, but New York is a uh, a thing that happens and it happens on subways is people cutting people with box cutters like their face. Like that's like I like I know a comedian who that happened to. Uh, like 10 years ago or something it happened to him he was like some guy was like hassling some woman but it's like a, it's an actual thing where someone people will just slice your fucking face it's like a known known thing where you'll just get your fucking face cut by people and they just carry box cutters because i guess it's like it's not lethal but it's like you know it sends a pretty decent message you get your fucking face sliced open it's insane it's insane someone would just do that be like i'm gonna slice your stupid fucking face but anyways uh what I was saying about the the public public trading of the MTA, but so this was just announced. This was announced yesterday or two days ago. So water is obviously it's a commodity. Um, I guess I don't know. You don't really like. I don't know. Like you know, it's it's obviously a privilege. Like I grew up in Canada. I live in New York. Like I don't ever think about water. Like, water is not uh, something I ever think about. I'm never concerned about having access to it, where I'm going to get it, nothing, how much it costs. I mean, it's, like, free. I don't I don't think I pay for water. I don't pay for water. Like, the water that I get is it's included in my rent. I don't know. It's, like, I don't even... I don't pay for water. Water is just... it's Water might as well be free to me. You want to come over to my house? Unlimited water. You can have as much water as you want. Like, fucking bring bring a bunch of, you know, giant bladders over if you like. You can fill them up. I'll be more than glad to oblige you. But anyways, so they're starting to trade water future contracts. So it says uh, they're going to start trading uh, water contracts linked to a $1.1 billion California spot water market, according to Bloomberg, citing the Chicago-based CME group, um, which is... Uh, I don't like. I I don't get why you need to buy water. I guess people is like you know you, you sometimes need. I don't I don't really get. It. I guess it's for farmers and something. So it says, Bloomberg notes the contracts are based on the Nasdaq Vellus California Water Index and will be financially settled as opposed to physical delivery of the resource. The index started two years ago and set a weekly benchmark spot price for California's water rights each contract size is equivalent to 10 acre feet of water equal to approximately 3.26 million gallons so you can never actually get the water that's funny too because like i don't know if you remember during the financial or not the finance during the covid like march april crash or whatever and oil was trading for negative dollars a barrel basically so much oil had built up because the thing with oil futures is that you actually when you buy like an oil futures contract for say like a hundred barrels of oil, like you actually have to uh, go, like unless you sell the the contract, you actually have to go pick up the barrel of oil. Like they, they're like you go to like it's like Cushing, Oklahoma or something. You straight up have to go like fucking with a truck and get a hundred barrels of crude oil and then like you know chip it and store it and all the stuff. So basically, it was building up so much in March that it went 
negative because it, it got to the point where they're like, look, we'll just pay you like it was like negative $40 a barrel. And basically what that meant is they were like, look, we just need to get rid of this stuff because it's, there's nobody's like flying, nobody's driving. So there's so much extra oil that they're like, can you just come pick it up? And so, but all these people were like buying these negative $40 contracts being like, yeah, I just made 40 bucks, like sweet deal. It's like, I just literally made $40. But you're like, no, you actually are obligated to go pick up this oil. And then all, cause there was all these like Google searches of people being like, how do you like store oil? And it's, it's actually like oils smells like really bad. And it's like super like, uh, dangerous to store if you don't have proper like ventilation. So all these people were trying to figure out, Hey, can I like make some money on this? And you're like, no, but you'll likely die and get cancer. I guess you wouldn't die and get cancer. You get cancer and die. Uh, but just the idea of someone is like, just like some, you know, like Robin hood trader starts trading water futures and then accidentally like buys like a one contract. And then they're like, all right, uh, where do you need us to deliver this 3.26 million gallons of water? And you're like, Hmm. Yeah. I, I guess that would be too much water to, but you know, that's like the thing too, is like, you're going to put like water in the hands of like these fucking financial engineers, like the people who like keep causing all these problems, like the, all these financial crises and like housing crisis there's gonna be something too where it's like water starts getting scarce and then like or they're gonna do something and then like they're gonna make like some feat of financial engineering make the cost of water grow up and then it's gonna like get so expensive that it would be like scarce and i don't know this seems like uh seems like a bad idea seems like a bad idea i'm saying it right now i'm coming out right now saying water futures bad idea although it would be funny to like play a prank on somebody and just buy a buy one one water contract and then just ship it to their house be like deal with this shit now um okay what what else we got what else we got okay this is funny um remember when uh the ceo of the bean company remember you know that goya beans the bean company goya uh and then the dude was like friends with trump and uh he went to the white house uh, and then all these people were like, we're, we're boycotting beans. It was the saddest boycott. People were like, we're boycotting beans. They're like, well, I guess now I'm not boycotting. Uh, we're not eating beans. And AOC was like, uh, not eating beans anymore. Cause the guy says, uh, he likes Trump. Uh, and all these people were like not eating beans. And then they just interviewed the dude, the CEO of the company. And then he kind of tongue in cheekly said, but I'm, I'm sure there's some truth to it. Um, that he, they made AOC their employee of the month. Uh, because the thing is that these boycotts is like the amount, like it's like the people who do the boycotting, their will is weak. They just, they want to perform. They want to like be publicly being like, Hey, just I'm on record. I'm boycotting. Like, check this out. But you're like, did you even eat beans before? Like, is, is there any sort of actual like action happening here? So anyways, he goes, uh, our, <laughs> he goes, I, I don't know if you, uh, this is what he said. He goes, we still have to chat with AOC. I love her. Unanu, I don't know if that's pronounced, continued. She was actually our employee of the month. I don't know if you know about this, but when she boycotted us, our sales actually increased a thousand percent. So it's like you you do these boycotts and then you can be like, well, I'm on the right side of history because I boycotted the guy who, you know, was friendly with the president of the United States of America. That's the thing too. Now that Trump's gone and you're like, okay, so it was fine. It was, we got through the presidency and everything is fine. Like is i you know i I'm, like i mean i guess not everything is fine but covid and whatnot uh but you know all the people who are like yeah he has two hundred seventy thousand deaths on his hands like did you think there was a scenario where uh the alter like the, there's an alternate universe where there was zero deaths from covid in america because 
There's not. It's like maybe he has, you know, he might legitimately have 20,000. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the sky's not falling. So that's that's something good. But anyways, these boycotts are always, always performative. They're all just bullshit. They're just someone wants to be like, hey, I'm not eating fucking beans anymore. I'm going to go get a different brand of beans. And you're like, okay, it's fucking beans. I, I buy beans once a year probably. Um, here's an interesting... We've got a couple interesting, I guess, socially, social justice um kind of things. So this is this is an interesting thing because uh so this this um author, young adult author, uh her name is Jessica Clewis, was denounced as racist and dropped by agent for personal attacks against Lorena German. Okay, so basically what happened is Lorena German, she goes on Twitter, she goes, did y'all know that many of the classics, classics in quotations, were written before the 1950s? Think of U.S. society before then and the values that shaped this nation afterwards. That is what is in these, those books. This is why we've got to switch it up. It ain't about being old, disrupt text. So basically what she's saying is all the classics are like, you know, all the classic books don't represent modern day ideas, which are like, yes, obviously, I don't, you know, I I, don't, I wouldn't expect them to because they're written in a different time. I I feel that's obvious. Like, the, the, I don't even read that much, but I'm like, that kind of goes without being said. That like, yeah, you, they're classics. They're it's a different reality. Um, anyways, and so then this chick just, I guess she saw Jessica Clewis saw the tweet, and she goes, "If you think Hawthorne was on the side of the judgmental Puritans in the Scarlet Letter, then you are an absolute idiot, and should have should not have the title of educator in your Twitter bio." And then she goes, "This anti-intellectual, anti-curiosity bullshit is poison, and I will stand here and scream that is sheer goddamn evil until my hair falls out. I do not care." She then said, if you think Upton St. Clair was on the side of the meatpacking industry, then you were a fool and should sit down and feel bad about yourself. No idea what that's in reference to. Ah, uh, yes. That embodiment of brutal subjugation and toxic masculinity. Walden. Sit and spin on attack. Ah, uh, yes. Remember their eyes were watching God and other literature of the extraordinary Harlem Renaissance? I guess not, dick. Um, and then she goes, what's interesting to me is how I present... This is... Uh, the other the Lorena German. She goes, what's interesting to me is how I present a position on an academic point, And yet this 55 percenter, I don't know what that means, decides to attack me personally over and over again. Sounds like I struck a Confederate nerve. Any of my white tea friends want to jump in and get your girl? She's big mad. Um, and then basically, so, uh, so she said these things. Nothing that was said was racist in any way. I don't like, I mean, for me, I'm like, these are basically like, if these were friendly people, you'd be like, yeah, these are a bunch of nerds like having an, an, an argument about, you know, like classic literature. Like, you know, there's books. I don't, I've, I haven't read one of these books. Like, I'm not that I'm like, you know, uh, like you know a gauge of anything in in that sense but i'm like i haven't read any of these books but they're just like uh arguing like you know they're just bickering over these books you know they have different positions maybe she's like being a bitch but she didn't say anything racist but then everybody because but because she said it to somebody a white person was basically mean like that was the extent of this habit the, the biggest thing she was maybe guilty of was like being mean on twitter 
but because she was mean on Twitter to someone who is not white and she's white, everybody's like, oh, that's racist now, which is like, you're basically like, I don't know, like you can't just make everybody a victim just because it's like, it's when it's, you can't just say something's racist when it's not. And so anyways, her agent came out with a statement. He goes, I think everyone who took it upon themselves to bring the recent tweets of my client, Jessica Clueless, to my attention. I also apologize for taking so long to publicly respond, but I felt obligated to speak directly with my client and then gather my thoughts before making any sort of public statement. Let me be clear. Jessica's behavior yesterday in which she made a series of condescending and personal attacks on a Dominican-American woman educator was deeply problematic and inexcusable. It is yet another example of the white privilege and systemic power imbalance that pervades the public industry and this country. I care very much for Jessica, and I also hold her accountable for her actions. Uh, and then basically, blah, 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 she's fired. So he fired. He fucking threw her under the bus, uh, which is, and again, it's interesting now because I was talking about the yellow yellow uh, privilege. So it's like if she said this exact thing, thing to an Asian woman, it would have been fine. It would just been like, okay, you guys are bickering over this thing. But like what, like what does it have to do with the fact that she's a Dominican-American woman? It's like they're just, they're having an argument about like and then all these the thing too is like the the worst are the people who come out in like the comments like seriously just absolutely like disgusting people like all these people would go like because he all these people were like oh you're not gonna drop her like you cannot decry white percent white supremacy and profit off of it and then someone was like what else anything else committing to hard conversations is the bare minimum what policies what practice like the fact that like you have to do all this stuff like you can't disagree with someone who's like of a different race if you're white otherwise you're just being racist like it's it's so fucking crazy like the the people even believe this it seems like such a step back and then like here's another one brooks please consider that you need to acknowledge jessica's behavior in a more frank way she was racist period not misguided racist and you need to tell us exactly what you're doing to hold her accountable like all these people you're like yeah i want this person's life ruined because she had a disagreement and at best she was maybe a little mean like like she never said anything about her race like how it's so crazy how can you like be just like people just gladly brand you as racist but you're like people the people who are doing it like they don't even have anything vested in it like it's not even necessarily like they disagree they just want to like jump in on this and be like hey we're we're pointing out racists and look at us look at us defeating these racists um and then what was uh and then the chick obviously apologized she goes this is an apology for lorena german and all who follow me including my readers educators and my publishers i'm ready to apologize for a thread i tweeted yesterday i took i take full responsibility for my unprovoked anger anger towards lorena german and the impact of my words on her and all who read them i neither expect nor will ask for anyone's forgiveness like what forgiveness do you need she goes i want to acknowledge the the pain i caused and to apologize since what pain you just like you had a fucking disagreement man people are so fucking sensitive and i know it's so lame to just like even say oh my god people are so fucking sensitive these days but like imagine just like someone disagrees with you and you're like oh you're fucking like i, I like, I mean, it's obviously not the same, but it is kind of the same if someone just, like, has a, di- I have a disagreement with them. I go, oh, you're an anti-Semite, aren't you? And they're like, what? What does this have to do with anything? Oh, well, I'm Jewish, and you're disagreeing with me, so you're an anti-Semite. And they're like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know you were Jewish. Like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can resign now, or we'll get you fired. And the crazy thing, too, is because she's like, this chick is like, oh, I'm so sorry. But she's not. Like, she's, I guarantee you, if you get you, you get her in a room privately, she'll be like, yeah, I don't think I did anything wrong. 
at all. Uh, I, I don't think I did anything wrong. And I'm only apologizing to save my livelihood because all these strangers on the internet literally want to rob me of it. Okay, last thing. And then we are going to wrap this bad boy up. Um, so I saw this. Uh, this is interesting. So this is from The Atlantic um, magazine website. I guess it's not a magazine anymore. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. Uh, it's this woman, her name is Caitlin Tiffany. And then, so she did this thing. It's called the secret internet of TERFs. If you don't know what TERFs are, they are trans exclusionary radical feminists. And so basically it's about how, uh, there was a Reddit, um, there's a subreddit called gender critical, which is a bunch of, um, uh, feminists who basically would be considered I mean I guess like TERFs are essentially they just believe in biology like that's the main thing that makes you a TERF is you just you're like I feel like women are women and trans women are trans women but trans women aren't women uh women are women I know it's all confusing and the thing is like I'm pretty sure if you secretly pulled like you know if you anonymously pulled the population like, that's what most people believe. Like, I think most people would agree. They go, yeah, a woman's a woman. A trans woman is a woman. And essentially, that's what they're saying. But so she does this whole article of like, you know, it's like one of those articles where it's like, like this was the equivalent that she used to be like, oh, you know, we we, uh, we infiltrated the KKK. And they like, it's honestly like how they talk about it. It's like, they're like, and you know, they, they find like, this like one one woman and they explain how like she got radicalized by like feminism and then finally like kept going down like the path of feminism until she became like a a turf or whatever and she got in this like subreddit and uh you know and they they talk about all this stuff like um but it's it's so, so crazy and they talk about oh like it's just like it's such a small percentage of feminists who believe it and like i'm like i don't think so if i i'd honestly think it's like a large percentage, especially if you factor in like, you know, my mom, like she used to go to these like feminist meeting things like in the nineties and eighties, uh, in like, you know, this woman's group thing where it's like all women and like did their thing. I like those older feminists. I could almost guarantee you 95% of them are like, yeah, like they're not exclusionary in the sense because the thing exclusionary is like they're not they're trying to it's the exclusionary sense is you know they're like yeah maybe trans women shouldn't like compete against biological women in sports for example like you know it's that kind of stuff that makes you like a turf quote unquote and you're like this is pretty like widely held beliefs like obviously people you know can't share them because people will try and ruin your life over them like the idea that there's like they had to remove a subreddit because people are like yeah i believe that biology is a thing and maybe trans women shouldn't do mixed martial arts against biological women but so i didn't read this whole thing i'm gonna admit it i didn't read the whole thing because it's fucking long it is long as shit this thing this must be like i don't know two thousand words uh but like, basically, you know, it, like the, a lot of these like radical feminist uh, theories that the, she talks about that are like, oh, these are these underground like horrible things or things like, you know, uh, um, maybe it's like if if a guy is like, this would be like you know one of the things that they reference is like, you know, say say a, a dude's a rapist and then he's in prison with men and then he goes, okay, I'm a woman now 
transfer me to a uh, prison with women. And there's like all these women in this prison who are like survivors of domestic abuse. And then this guy just like, you know, grows out his hair and puts on lipstick and they're supposed to be like, okay, well, yeah, this, you can't say anything because otherwise you're like a turf. Uh, is the whole thing? The, the I mean, for I, I skimmed the article, but the whole thing is crazy because like it's this huge gotcha, and how it's like it makes it out where like all these like ideas are just so underground. When you're like, no, I'm like, I guarantee you, these are pretty, pretty mainstream. Like, uh, the, it's basically the stuff that J.K. Rowling saying, like all the stuff. You're like, most people believe this. I think if if you if you get it down, there there's. A small vocal, very vocal minority who obviously doesn't believe this, and they're dictating this to the point where they're getting subreddits banned. But, uh, anyways, you you could read it yourself if you want. It's called "The Secret Internet of Turfs." I wouldn't read it. It's so fucking long. Um, it was interesting though. Someone in the Twitter uh, comments, um, they. Uh, they posted a thing. It was from a lesbian subreddit, um, and said it's it's on uh, it's called on dating trans women and transphobia, and it's, it says things which are tra- not transphobic, um, not being interested in, or not dating a specific woman who happens to be trans, not being interested in or not dating a specific woman who does not have the genitalia you prefer, not being interested in or not dating a specific woman who just doesn't catch your eye. So these things are not transphobic. Things which are transphobic, not being interested in or not dating a specific woman because she is trans, which I feel that's like a, like, I mean, again, I'm like, maybe I am a horrible bigot, but I feel like 99% of the population is how they feel. They're like, yeah, I, I won't, I probably wouldn't date someone who is trans. I mean, I'm sure it's not the case for everybody, but any guy I know is not like, dating a person like like yeah that is like you know that is legit i know people who are like yeah like the idea that someone could be like yeah i won't i won't date someone a woman who's over 180 pounds i just won't do it and you go okay that's fair you go i also won't date trans people you're like whoa 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 whoa. you can't say that you're like yeah yeah yeah, i just these are my preferences you know you can't say that you won't date a woman because specifically because she's trans you can't say you won't date a woman specifically because she's fat um which is an interesting interesting thing so and then this whole thing because i guess like it's talking about how it's there's all these weird things there's like other common fallacies i've never been attracted to a trans woman therefore trans women aren't attractive to me besides the obvious selection bias the idea that trans women look like x is where this statement goes horribly awry trans women look like this and this and thousands of other beautiful women don't couldn't couldn't agree more. I've definitely seen some trans women who go, well, that's that's way hotter than on many biological women I've seen. Like, you know, that's that's true. But when you find out, again, most guys, when you find out they're trans, uh, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to appreciate it. But yeah, not, not for me. Um, if you are attracted to women, you're attracted to some trans women. I mean, physically, yes. But to the point where you're like, okay, we're going to actually like, have sex, then you then you go, no. Uh, and then here's another one goes, ooh, penis, and says, you aren't into penis, I get it, and for what it's worth, neither am I. To be fair, many trans women who carry that particular anatomical burden are not big fans of it either, so you have that in common. <laughs> Imagine that you go, hmm, well, you know what, at least they hate it too. You know, I don't love sucking her dick, but 
at least she doesn't like having it. So I guess we can find common ground there. Uh, so it's like you can't rule out trans women. It's I, I don't even want it. It's just so since so long and just none of it makes any sense like you're basically just it's the whole thing where like i and i get it they're trying to like you know it would be super like i know trans people uh it would be very difficult to be trans i couldn't imagine like you know and i've seen it happen where people are like you know in their 30s or something they're like okay i'm trans now and you're like yeah that would be a fucking living hell that would be a nightmare to go have to like come out and like change your whole life that sucks i get it and i get that they're trying to like you know make it a more normal thing but then like you know, you, you start with like, oh, we're going to make this normal thing. And then you're like, okay, well, then we're going to just be like, you're a bad person if you won't date a trans person. You know, it's insane. But that's where we're at. Okay, that has been the episode. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening, for watching on YouTube, all that stuff. Um, I may or may not. I'm, I'm So, again, if you're in Tampa, Saturday night, uh, just Google Road Rage, Dick Masterson. Uh, Tampa, Florida. I'm going to stick around in Florida for a couple weeks to enjoy the sunshine. There may not be, I haven't decided yet. There might be an episode next week or maybe I'm going to take two weeks off. We shall see. Anyways, thanks very much, everybody. Until next time, bye-bye.